Colton Williams here with Average Bro Sports. I'm here with my co-host Peyton. So guys, uh, we got a Super Bowl special edition for you guys today. Everything you guys need to know about Super Bowl 51, you're gonna find out on this show. Oh, let's get started. Uh, so, Alexa, who do we have playing in the Super Bowl this year? In the Super Bowl, the Falcons will play the Patriots this Sunday at 5:30 p.m. It'll be on Fox. Well, you heard it from Alexa. Game is on Fox, 5.30. The Patriots are three-point favorites. Um, a lot of interesting storylines hanging into this game. Let's kind of break it down and how we got here. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's look at it here, guys. You have the number one seed Patriots from the AFC, and you also have the second seed from the NFC, the Falcons. Both teams had pretty interesting uh, path to the Super Bowl. Let's start with the Falcons first. They had a bye, which, like I said, is the number two seed. They had a bye into the second round. Second round, they played Seattle. Everyone thought that game would be a little bit close, but Atlanta took care of them in that game. And then they went on to play the Packers, who were rolling into that game too, and they completely shut down Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. And now they find themselves seated at the, the big kids' table of the Super Bowl. And I'll kick my co-host Peyton as he'll give a rundown of the Patriots' path to the Super Bowl. So the Patriots, uh, of course, had a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, they defeated Houston. As you remember, in the divisional round, uh, wasn't really much of a matchup after the first half. They finished the season 14-2. and two. They went on to play Pittsburgh for the AFC Championship, which you saw what happened when they were able to shut down Antonio Brown and essentially neutralize him in the passing game of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they now find themselves at the big boy table as well. Um, with uh, special guest Tom Brady, yeah. uh, first <laughs> seventh Super Bowl appearance. You know, who would have thought? Yeah, you have uh, Tom Brady, like Peyton said, paying for his seventh. And you have uh, Matt Ryan playing in his first Super Bowl. It's only the Falcons' second Super Bowl appearance as a franchise. So, I mean, really, if you look at it experience-wise, Bilicek and Brady have been beat by a long shot. But I think this game is going to come down to a lot more than just experience. Don't you think? I think it is. A little experience, a little bit of luck. Um, tail of the tape here. Of course, you got Atlanta. They finished 11-5. Patriots finished 14-2. Both champions of their division, obviously. Uh, Falcons will be seeking their first ever Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Second time in history that they'll be going. This is Bill Belichick's 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been there a couple times as an assistant and as coordinators, and this is his seventh time as an actual head coach. So, I mean, I mean, you can't really say too much about Belichick and what he's done with that team. Everyone, when he got first got picked by the Patriots to be their head coach, everyone kind of thought, like, oh, you know, he'll, he'll be pretty good. But I don't think anyone saw seven Super Bowl appearances so far during his tenure. I, I, I didn't think so either, but he's the great Popovich of the NFL. You know? Yeah, that's, you, always, you always have that comparison – uh, the most winning franchises in each professional sports. The NBA right now, you're looking at the Spurs. Uh, you look at the, you know, the, um, and the NFL aspect, it is the Patriots. And they show... And really nobody's out even close. Yeah, no one's really close. I mean, they seem like every year they're in the AFC Championship. They're already in the conversation. Yeah, it's like every year it's what team's going to play. They're concerned what Alabama is. Everyone's like, what team is Alabama going to play in the National Championship game? And that's what the Patriots are in the NFL. It's like, what team's going to play the Patriots for the Super Bowl? It seems like every year. On the other hand, since we're kind of breaking down the coaches here, uh, of course, we all know Belichick's history. Yeah. Um, we know where he's been, what he's done, what he's accomplished. Um, this is Dan Quinn's second Super Bowl. 
I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the second. second Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, first as a head, head coach, coach yeah. one as an assistant. Um, first time, if you remember, he was the coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Warner. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Where they lost to the Patriots <laughs> on the one yard line. So, um, however, let's not let's not overlook Dan Quinn. I think he's a wild card in this game. Uh, I mean, but as as we're talking about, you know, when Belichick first, you know, got drafted or not drafted, taken by the Patriots, become the coach. Seems like so many years ago. I mean, it took him a while before he actually got his career going in uh, New England. You know, Tom Brady took a while to jail uh, that, and now, like I said, seven Super Bowls. So this is only uh, Quinn's second year as head coach for the Falcons, and he has them in the Super Bowl. I mean, what does that say as a head coach for him, and what he's able to do with that team? Well, that says a lot. Um, Dan Quinn is responsible for the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, they averaged 33.8 points per game. Yeah. He led Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan led himself and the Falcons to an Offensive Player of the Year, and I think probably unanimous yeah, MVP. MVP which, of course, likely. MVP guys is going to be voted on tomorrow night. Yeah, they'll be part of the NFL uh, Honors Award Show. That always happens the night before the Super Bowl, so. Yeah, make sure you guys watch. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but like we probably agree, Matt Ryan's probably going to get um, tough competition this year as far as MVP. But Matt Ryan's definitely put up the numbers. I think he's running away with it. He has um, he has ten more touchdowns than what Tom Brady had this year. But of course, Tom Brady had less interceptions. But Tom Brady also missed four games due to suspensions. So. Well, before we get into Brady and, and Matt Ryan, as far as the coaches go, we know their backgrounds. Who has the advantage here? So, well, let's go with plus minus, okay? I think we have, okay, if you look at, and start with Quinn on the Falcon side, his, one of the con you can say, I guess, against him would be, uh... Oh, so let's do it this way. Strength, weakness, just like boxing, tail of the tape. Okay. Who's got the better coaching in this matchup? Uh, better coaching? I would honestly say the Patriots got better coaching. Overall, coaching, you know, unit, I would say the Patriots. But the one thing the Falcons got going for them is that, like you said, Quinn coached, was a coordinator for the Seahawks, and they played. So he knows the Patriots, what they like to do in the Super Bowl, you know, big game. How they're going to scheme. Yeah, how they're going to scheme. He knows how to, you know, he's, he's seen them before, so he knows what to plan for. He, I mean, of course, Belichick. Can't the same thing can be said about Belichick knowing what Dan Quinn's going to call on defense. True, that is true, because it's the same thing, just a different team, different uniforms on the same players, yeah. different players. So, I mean... As far as, as, as you said, an overall unit, I think the coaching advantage would go to the Patriots. But, I mean, they have seen each other before, uh, them two. So, I mean, it, I mean it's, it's a Super Bowl. I mean, and there might be a lot of trick plays. I'm not sure what, you know, the Falcons are going to hope to do. Both teams have a certain identity they have for each of their players, defensive schemes, offensive. So, I mean, I don't know. But as far as the coaching units at a whole, I have to give the advantage to the Patriots. I'd probably side with you too on the Patriots. You got Matt Patricia running the defense. You've got Bill Belichick. Um, the only weakness as far as coaching probably on the Patriots side is their special teams. That's been the, really their only struggle this season. Yeah, they don't really they don't have really too many uh, playmakers on the on the special team side of it. Uh, but like I said, I mean, there seems like there's always at least one spe- special team touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, we've seen it Year after year. Year after year, yeah. So, I mean, for all I know, I mean, <coughs> it's a Super Bowl, so this is like, uh, you know, the one and done. This is where you give it all your all. So, I mean, 
won't be surprised if you see the special, the special teams could carry the Patriots for all we know this game. But, I mean, we'll see come Sunday night. Yeah, I, I guess we shall. Um, breaking down the quarterbacks here, we've got Tom Brady. Again, his seventh Super Bowl. Not a lot of us wanted to see him. Of course, if you've been following the show, um, I picked the Steelers. Obviously, they did not make it. I did pick the Falcons all the way from um, game one of the playoffs. Tom Brady, um, we all know where he's, his background. Um, yes, you know, fourth-round pick. Uh, out of Michigan, no one thought he was gonna, you know, be the player that he is today. But he took over for uh, Drew Bledsoe uh, when he when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and pretty much since he since he's never looked back. You know, he's led the league in passing. He's been MVP type caliber seasons every year he's played, minus that one year he went out with his ACL there. But I mean, it seems like every year this guy seems to not miss a beat. The older he gets, him, the better he gets. Honestly, I wonder how many years is that last. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but he doesn't get hit that much. He's the least sacked quarterback in the league over this. I mean, I think since like 2011, he's the least sacked quarterback. Um, he doesn't get hit. He knows how to take care of his body. Belichick knows what to do to keep him safe. So I think, I mean, you know, five years maybe? Five years out? You three. think? Going into his 40s? Five years, maybe two or three more good, you know, like high caliber seasons. And maybe the last two years he, you know, builds around a quarterback to take over for him. But I'd say about a good five, four or five years left in him. Yeah. Well, again, you guys uh, uh, recall, MVP is announced tomorrow night. Matt Ryan did get Offensive Player of the Year. Um, Matt Ryan, as far as his stats go, 373 of 534 passes for nearly 5,000 yards passing on the season, 38 touchdowns to only seven interceptions. Uh, Brady, on the other hand, five Super Bowl rings. You know? Um, Huh? Somebody has four Super Bowl rings. Four Super Bowl rings, or five Super Bowl wins, four Super Bowl rings, whatever. <laughs> um, also missed four games this season from the whole deflate gate. Yeah. So, I don't, I mean, um, with the deflate gate, that's, that was, you know, going on two years ago. So, that had nothing to do with, you know, that, that was kind of just Roger Goodell kind of trying to stick it to Tom Brady, but... Everyone say how uh, how funny is it going to be that after all this Deflategate scandal, Roger Dale is going to hand that trophy to the Patriots if they win. How I mean, what kind of like story would that be like? Haha, you tried you know suspending me for four games, you succeeded, but who's walking away with the trophy at the end of the season? I mean, that'd be kind of like the giant middle finger to Roger Goodell in the NFL if the Patriots were to pull this game out. So I, that might, that's a, that's one of the main for the Patriots side. That's a good story going into this Super Bowl game is. Can the Tom Brady and the Patriots stick it to Roger Goodell in the NFL? Even though when they try to, like, you know, pretty much take Tom Brady out with this deflategate scandal being called that anymore. So if we're going with strength, weakness, who gets the strength, who gets the check in the strength column, and who's getting the X in that column? Uh, I mean, if you just look at the year, I mean, the year you have, but who's to say if, I mean, you just look at stats, I mean, Matt Ryan has had the better numbers, but who to say that Tom Brady doesn't have those exact numbers if he plays those extra four games? But I mean, if you look at it right now, I think if you look at it, I think Matt Ryan did more with less. Yes. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to say when you got Julio Jones. Yeah. But. And you got it. I mean, you got two backs that together average at least 170 yards of scrimmage a game with uh, Coleman and uh, Freeman in the backfield. So. I would say in that case, I think Brady's done more with less. Gronk's been out a majority of the season. I mean, he's pretty much turned Hogan and Mitchell 
pretty much into like these, you know, unknown receivers into, you know, like almost household names in the New England area. So, I mean, Tom Brady's done more with less stat-wise. Ryan's done more. And most of these quarterbacks, they're both pocket quarterbacks. We yeah. don't got to worry about none of these guys getting loose and breaking away because they're both getting rid of the ball in a hurry, which kind of leads me. Let's use this as a factor when it comes to picking which quarterback we think has the edge here. Um, you've got Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons playing behind an offensive line that had the exact same five starters for the entire season. Only NFL team that was able to say they had that behind Alex Mack as their anchor. Um, Tom Brady, we all know the Patriots offensive line. They only yielded 15 sacks in his, during his time play. The entire season. So, using what you know about the offensive lines from each team, what team has the edge quarterback-wise? <coughs> I would say, as far as, you know, if you're based on offensive line, I would say probably the Patriots, honestly. I would say the Falcons because um, the Falcons, they have a lot more weapons. Look at it this way, and, and Matt Patricia said it perfectly. Um, Ryan is a pocket quarterback. Uh, there's a risk when they have to send an extra quarterback, or they have to send an extra player to the quarterback, because then that leaves them wide open to get ripped up by Foreman or Coleman, or Freeman or Coleman, mm -hmm. right? The the Falcons have a little bit better of a pass rush, I think, than the Patriots. The Patriots really don't have much of a pass rush. Yeah, Falcons definitely have a better pass rush. They have the edge there. Yeah, they have oh, Vic Beasley. I mean, this guy is probably you know, one of the better defensive tack or defensive ends in this this season. I mean he led the NFL in sacks. He has that good swim move when he's taking the corner. I mean I feel like he can get to the quarterback no matter if he's getting double team, triple team, I feel like he's always getting to the quarterback. And I don't think he really had that like distinguished, you know, pass rusher for the Patriots like the Falcons do in, in Beasley. So I mean as far as in that case, I mean you gotta get the edge to the Falcons, but I mean I mean, what else? I mean, it's... All right, well, so moving on to the running game. You just uh, described <coughs> Freeman. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, let's break it down here for the running game. You got uh, Blunt and Lewis, Deion Lewis for the Patriots. And Blunt, of course, averaging 3.9 yards per carry, 18 touchdowns this season. Pretty solid yeah. for a fantasy player, too. Yeah, he's mostly, he's like... I compare him almost like a Jerome Bettis, almost. Like, he gets a... He doesn't get all your goal line carries. Yeah, he doesn't get all your goal line carries. He's no has a punch it in. Deion Lewis would be kind of more your, you know, pass rushing or pass catching back and kind of like your workforce to get up the field. And then you'll see Blunt try to push it in within the 10-yard line. Within 10 yards of the goal line, you don't see nothing but Blunt. But I think from, you know, middle of the field, I think you see Deion Lewis. But then you go to the other side of the field, you have Freeman and Coleman. Like I said earlier, they average 170 yards from scrimmage a game this year when both of them are playing. So I mean, as far as as far as the advantage in the backfield, I would say the Falcons have the edge in that one. The, I mean, if you're comparing Coleman and Freeman to Lewis and Blunt, I think you can't deny what uh, Freeman and Coleman have done in the backfield this year for the Falcons. Devontae Freeman, of course, 1,079 yards, 11 touchdowns. Of course, we've got Tevin Coleman, both of them averaging more than 107 yards from scrimmage. Advantage clearly Falcons on the yeah. running game. So let's go to the passing game. Tom Brady gets rid of the ball fast. We all know how, how many points the Falcons can put up a game for well, uh, as well. 
But the Falcons' defense is 27th in points allowed. Okay, they've got four rookies starting on offense or on defense. Tom Brady's going to get rid of that ball. He's going to get rid of it in a hurry, according to Pro Football Sports or ProFootball.com. Uh, 2.4, 2.5 seconds is how fast he's getting rid of the football 90% of the time. You've got to get at Brady, or else he's going to get it to Hogan. He's going to get it to Mitchell. He's going to get it to Amendola. He's going to get it to Edelman. Bennett. And there's, he's got a lot of weapons, and a lot of these guys you've probably never even heard of. Um, well, I mean, let's, let's look at Hogan for what he did, you know, against, you know, this playoff so far. He had that game against the Steelers where he just completely, like, shredded him. And this is a guy that, you know, pretty much when was last we heard from him, he played for Buffalo, didn't do anything over there, and then he comes to the Patriots no one knows who he is, and all of a sudden he's setting the Patriots' playoff game record with most receiving yards in a game. So, I mean. Yeah, well, I mean. As far as advantage, I think this one could be a toss-up because who else besides, well, yeah, I mean, who else on the Falcons had a bigger year than Julio Jones? Julio Jones, if you're looking at his statistics here, uh, very easy to see. He averaged... 17 yards per reception. Most in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, let's look at but who else does he have You know, kind of going with him. He has uh, Gabriel and he has Sanu. None of them hit a thousand yards. Yeah, no one really hit a thousand yards, but they're a nice little, you know, they complement Julio Jones well. You, if you, if you, if you double team Julio Jones, can you depend on Gabriel and Okay, well, let me ask you this question. You know who the playmaker receiver is for the Falcons and Julio Jones. Yeah. If you take him out of the game, do you trust Sanu and Gabriel to cover the slack better than you would, you know, if, like, if the Patriots were to – because you don't know who the number one receiver is. It was Gronk, but he's been off the season. So who's the number one receiver? Who's, like, their – Who's their number one receiver? Who's in the who's in the That's what makes them dangerous. Yes, I'm saying they don't you don't know who it is. Tom Brady can make any one of those people an all-star in this game. In one game it could be Hogan bringing in five catches for, you know, two hundred something yards and two or touchdowns. Or it could be Mitchell. Edelman or Amadola going over hundred easily. So I mean like you stop Edelman, you have three other receivers, four other receivers that could beat you. But you know that for the Falcons, it's Julio Jones you have to stop. I think the edge here, uh, as far as receiving receiving goes. I mean, Patriots, but I mean, no, not taking any credit away from Julio Jones and what season he had. I mean, I mean, I'm going to see if I can help you out here on this one. Single receiver, Julio Jones, hands down. Dead at the receiver core, Patriots. Against four rookies on defense? Yes, Patriots, hands down. But if you're looking at just a single... So who gets the X who doesn't? What receiving core is going to... Patriots. Patriots have more, I mean, more weapons, like you said, and you, you know, we just listed a whole bunch of them off there for the Patriots compared to three well-known players for, or this year at least, for the Falcons. I mean, you already know who their playmakers are for the Atlanta with nice, you know, complimentary pieces. <coughs> but then you have the Patriots who you don't know who their main receiver is and any one of them can step up in that game. And let's not forget, you know, not forget what the Patriots were able to do to Antonio Brown. Yeah, they completely shut him down. He was quiet. You yeah, didn't he didn't hear nothing. Not a peep. He was quiet as a church mouse. And then, of course, he had Le'Veon Bell going out with his injury too, which kind of. But I think Julio Jones, Julio Jones would have a bigger season than Antonio Brown. But that's not to say that the Patriots aren't up to a task 
as you know as big as Hulu is owned. You know. Um, moving on to uh, we've we've covered our coaches, we've covered quarterbacks, <coughs> our quarterbacks and our running backs, um, and our receivers here. Um, defense here, who's got the edge? Um, that's let's not forget what. Okay, the pa- the Patriots had you know one of the best scoring defenses in the league, and by scoring defense I mean you know points allowed per game. They're toward the top of the league. I believe they're number one in points allowed per game as far as their defense. To where you know big. I mean the Falcons kind of their defense wasn't stellar, but yet they had a player that led the league in sacks and like I said in Big Beasley. So I mean, I don't know. I mean it's. You could, it depends. If you shut down Big Beasley, how good is that defense behind him? He said starting four rookies for the Falcons. Do, do the Patriots have any rookies going on defense? I think maybe one. I, mean, they have a, I think they have either one or two. Safety or corner. Yeah. But then you have uh, you have Butler. I mean, that guy's a, that guy's a ready Super Bowl here for the Patriots. I mean, he knows how to play in big games. He got that pretty much game-stealing interception against the Seahawks. All right, Butler. Uh, but like I say, he knows. I mean, he's you have a couple of. Uh, but don't ask, uh, my, he, I'm pretty sure he's gonna play. But right now, you have their linebacker, one of their main linebackers, Hightower for the Patriots, who is questionable going into this game. So I mean, but uh, like I say, if you sh- if you shut down Big Beasley, do the pa- do the Falcons have another player that can actually get to the quarterback that can put pressure on Brady and not give him all day? To tear apart a bunch of rookies in the secondary for the Falcons. I, I give the edge here to the Patriots defense. I'll, 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 I'll agree with you on that one. I think the edge on the defensive side of the ball would go just just for the fact that I'm not sure about minus Big Beasley. I'm not sure about the Falcons defense, and if they can put pressure on them, if the Patriots take out Big Beasley out of the play. Yeah, and I mean. I'm already, you know, I'm sold on Matt Patricia. I mean, he's a great defense. Oh, I know he is. Yeah, he's a rocket scientist, literally. You know, it's the guy's a genius. Um, you got four rookies playing in their first ever Super Bowl. I mean, this is a big stage, and from the way it looks right now, just the way we've been breaking down the game, Patriots. It looks like I mean, Patriots clearly are running away with this because what the only edge that right now the Falcons had was the running game. Yeah. Uh, you know, potentially, you know, offensive line, but. Um, you know, look, Patriots have been here before. Patriots. They've been there before. Look, they, they won in Houston. Their, their Super Bowl in 2004 was in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, what did they beat? The Panthers? They beat the Panthers in, in Super Bowl 38. Yeah, right? they did. They beat the Panthers in Super Bowl 38 in Houston in 2004. This is almost a home game for them. Yeah, they've, and they, they've been here before, not just in Houston, but they've been to the Super Bowl. Like we said earlier, experience. BFMA may, may pay somewhat of a factor in here. I mean, it's a Super Bowl, so no matter how many times you've been there, you still get the jitters every time you play in there. So, I mean, Belichick is pretty sure you could probably ask him any day, and he'll probably be like, it's a Super Bowl. You know, he probably wouldn't have that much, you know, like. Uh, you could hardly get a smile off Bill Yeah, Belichick. so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, experience-wise, like we said earlier, that one already checked off, and that goes to the Patriots and that fact. But, I mean. How much of a factor does that play? I'm not sure it's a big, that big of a factor, but I mean, if you're looking at it as an edge-wise, I mean, the Patriots have the edge there just because they've been there so many times. They know what to expect. They know what the atmosphere is like. They know, you know, 
most watched sporting event of the year, all eyes are on you, biggest game of your career. They've been there seven times. Let's not forget the Falcons started 5-0 and last season. And missed the playoffs. And missed the playoffs. I think that gives them a little bit of a... But that's that, that, they gave him like a, a chip on the shoulder, I think, going into this season. But, I mean, we've never seen Matt Ryan in this type of environment before. Yeah, we see him in big games, in uh, NFC Championship games. They played once against Seattle, lost. They played against Green Bay, won. But you think they didn't really, it seemed like they effortlessly beat Green Bay in the NFC Championship. So you can't say that they won't be spent going. I mean, each team had two weeks going in here, so same amount of rest for each team, but as far as knowing what to expect as the atmosphere-wise and like what to expect in this game, I think that's the only edge the Patriots get, but I think as far as, you know, well, we just got to see how Matt Ryan, if Matt Ryan doesn't play well, the, pay, the Falcons don't play well. So, I mean, we'll see how we... Yeah, if we can get to Matt Ryan without giving up something else, you know, Freeman yeah. and Coleman getting out in the open... Dennis. No, I'm gonna be ugly. I mean, but see, I really hope this game is a lot better than AFC and NFC Championship. But are you, I mean, the only thing you like I hear is the Falcons hardly ever come from playing from behind. Oh no, they always play with a big lead. Yes, I'm saying. So, say they struggle early just because they're not used to, like I said, the atmosphere. If the Patriots jump on them early, say they go up 17 to three early in the game, are the Falcons able to come back from that since they've they have really hardly any experience this season coming back of playing from behind. But what offense has the Patriots played with the caliber of the Falcons? Nobody. True. Nobody. So, I mean, we've been rambling on here, of course, about the Super Bowl and our picks. Clearly, right now, it sounds like the Patriots have the edge. And we're going to find out on Sunday who clearly has the edge. With a little bit of Super Bowl commercials mixed into that whole yeah. mumbo jumbo. Which leads us to our picks and our X Factor as we wrap up the Average Bro Sports Super Bowl Edition podcast. Let me hear your, let's hear your X Factor first before we do picks. My X Factor um, is going to be, well, the X Factor of this game is going to be turnovers and whoever can get ahead quicker. Um, so, I'm going to go with the X Factor here being the Falcons' defense. Can the four rookies step up? Can they make a name for themselves and, and show up in the Super Bowl? <coughs> show the world what the Falcons' defense is all about. Because we all know Vic Beasley, who he is, and what he's going to be able to do. Yeah. Um, can these four rookies, and who's to say that these four rookies are going to be bad at all? I mean, look, I mean, they've gotten them this far. Yeah. Um, whenever teams get out ahead early and can, can, sta- can sustain that lead with you know, uh, a dominant defense, doesn't even have to be dominant, just enough to keep them in the game, no turnovers on special teams, that team wins. My X factor is going to be the Falcons defense. Okay, uh, my X factor actually involves the Falcons too. My X factor is going to be pressure. Like we mentioned earlier, Tom Brady's been there. Not not, not experience, but pressure. Can, you know. they got gas or? Well, not, I mean, can. Can Matt Ryan, you know, can he handle the spotlight? He's never been here before. Are the lights going to be, pretty much we said, can he perform the way he needs to? Is the, are the big lights of the Super Bowl going to be too much for him? Yeah. That's my X factor is how is he able to perform when every eye in the country is on you? 
everyone's kind of like Falcons, Matt Ryan. You're pretty much the only way the Falcons are going to win this game. Patriots, they have more weapons. They can, you know, if Tom Brady's off their defense is a little bit more in depth to carry them. If they were, if Tom Brady were to struggle early, Matt Ryan, like you said, with their Falcons going tight into your X factor. If Matt Ryan struggles, can their defense carry him? Yeah. So, what do you like? Who wins? Uh, and the score. And the score? Um, you know, whatever you're talking about, the Falcons were plus three going into this as far as and the over under is 59. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I hate to say this, I would love to see the Falcons get their first Super Bowl win and dethrone the Patriots that are seem to always be in the Super Bowl. But, you know, just looking at stats and the matchups, I hate to say this, but I'm actually going to go with the Patriots to win. Like I said, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm thinking along the lines of 30, oh, not 30. I'll probably say more like 27-24. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Look, it's been the year of comebacks, the year of first times, the Chicago Cubs, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Why not the Atlanta Falcons? You know, maybe this is in this. I'm, I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons here in the upset, clearly. Um, with the final score, 37-34. Late fourth quarter touchdown. Matt Ryan pulling off the, uh, the win. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. You know, of course, our teams, you know, obviously did not make it into the Super Bowl. However, one made the playoffs. The other one kind of, yeah, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> they each their own. But Average Will Sports podcast super bowl edition we're wrapping up the football season of course still more to come with the nba mlb about to start up again um of course where can you follow us uh you can follow us on our twitter at average bro sports uh same thing on our facebook page average bro on average bro sports on facebook and at average bro sports on instagram make sure you guys follow us all three uh all three platforms we have uh good content going all week long we got our nba power rankings our NBA uh, lineups for DraftKings, and pretty much anything else sports-related, big news stories. Uh, pretty much, if you got anything sports-related, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all your sporting news. AverageWillSports.com. Tune in this weekend. We've got a Super Bowl preview as well. Don't forget, this guy still owes us a Halloween challenge. Thank you for following Average Will Sports.